Today's episode is brought to you by our sponsor, the podcast Rooted in Retail by Crystal Volkaitis. Rooted in Retail is dedicated to helping you, the independent retailer, thrive in an ever-changing retail landscape. Crystal has incredible guests on every week with years of experience in and around retail. She's inventive, creative, inspiring, and honestly a fantastic interviewer. From marketing to mindset, from merchandise to money, from sales to leadership, they cover it all. It is a great podcast for small businesses and independent retailers to listen to. You get to hear from voices all around the industry. Crystal will also be hosting her annual Evolve Marketing and Social Media Conference in Denver in April 2024. The super early bird pricing that I've talked about in previous podcasts has closed, but there's still early bird pricing. It's a really great deal for tickets. I attended this conference last year and will again in this upcoming year, and Crystal has started to unveil her speakers, and it is a star-studded list. You will want to learn from these people. Last year, I took away a notebook full of information and that I've been implementing to help improve Heart on Main Street and our presence, so I recommend that you sign up. You can use the link in our show notes to register for the conference. Rooted in Retail and Crystal Media, they are rooting for your success. Now on to our show. Happy New Year, everyone! Welcome to Main Street Matters by Heart on Main Street, the podcast that's dedicated to helping the independent retail community by sharing their stories and providing tips on how to grow your business and thrive within your local community. I am your host, Patrick Kaiser. A couple notes before we get started. Our merch shop is officially live on our website. It's been great seeing orders that have already been placed. Thank you so much to those who have already placed an order. If this is your first time hearing about our merch shop, you can go to heartonmainstreet.org shop to buy t-shirts, water bottles, hoodies, tote bags, phone cases to show your support of local businesses and the Main Street movement. The money that's generated from this will go towards the mission of Heart on Main Street to help Main Street retailers thrive. So it is a fantastic cause to support. If you'd like to support our organization in other ways, you can register for one of our webinars through our website. We really appreciate your support. Every month, we strive to bring you great educational content for free with experts in their fields. Last year, we talked about social media skills, event planning, visual merchandising, customer experience strategies, holiday window decorating, price setting, live selling, job posting, interviewing, and so many other things. Our next webinar is going to be on January 24th with the editor of GiftBeat, Erica Kirkland. We're going to be talking about new trends in 2024. She and I will both be attending trade shows in Dallas and Atlanta. If you're going to either, come and find me. We're going to be scouting trends and asking retailers what trends they're seeing or are interested in in the new year. If you'd like to do an interview with us, we'll be hanging out in the atrium in Dallas, probably by the escalators, trying to get people to talk to us. I'd love to hear your thoughts on trends for this upcoming year. To register for our webinar, you can go to heartonmainstreet.org education. Again, that is January 24th, a Wednesday at one o'clock. If you don't have time to actually attend in person, please still register. You will get a recording of that podcast. Speaking of Dallas, we are also going to have a live in-person Main Street Mastery education event in Dallas on January 10th during the Dallas Total Home and Gift Show. 
that is actually less than a week away now. So I am super excited. We're going to have Lynn Falk from Retail Works Inc. there talking about store design and visual merchandising ideas. So if you're going to the Dallas show, definitely check this out. The session will start at 8.30 a.m. So you can start your day with some education and then get to shopping all day long. The One Coast showroom has generously donated a space for us to use. So that's where the session is going to be held. Walk-ins are, of course, welcome, but space is going to be limited. So if you plan on attending, please register through our website, heartonmainstreet.org, so that we know that you're coming and can provide space for you. Now, I got a little sidetracked there, but other ways that you can support our organization is through our Friends of Main Street Network. You can find a great network of companies that specialize in helping independent retailers through our website. There are all sorts of companies that provide services to independent retailers. They know your challenges, they know businesses like yours, and they want to help you become more successful. You can find marketing companies, social media companies, visual merchandisers, financial services and financial planners, companies that help with legal advice, real estate advice, website development, design and branding companies, all sorts of things to help you grow. You can, again can find that on our website, heartonmainstreet.org. Now enough announcements, let's get into our show. For today's episode, we are back out on the road talking about another town that I visited for our Main Street Monday. If you cannot tell, I love my Main Street Mondays. I have friends that have asked if these visits get exhausting, going to all of these different towns, driving a lot, taking tons of pictures and posting this. And truthfully, the answer is no. I love getting out on the road and learning about these towns and meeting the retailers there. It's so much fun learning about the town's history, who was born there, who's lived there, who's even just passed through for different reasons, and how that's shaped the identity of the town. Even in my personal life, I've had people asking me uh, about what I know about a certain area or a different town. I've learned more about the driftless area than I probably ever cared to know, but being able to explain why the topography of that region is really unique to the Midwest is interesting, well, at least to me. I only wish I kind of had an unlimited budget so I could get out beyond where I can drive, go see some other parts of the country, and explore different towns. So maybe one day, you know, a boy can dream. Needless to say, I am missing my Main Street Monday visits. Between the holiday rush at the end of the year uh, in retail stores, and then Christmas, and then New Year's, it's been a few weeks since I've been able to get out on the road, and I'm going a little stir-crazy here. Thankfully though, as I mentioned, I am going to be traveling to trade shows over the next couple weeks, and I'll be resuming my Main Street Mondays, even if they're actually visiting on a Tuesday or a Friday or something, we'll be posting them on Monday. And I'm going to get out of the Midwest. I'm going to be in towns in Texas and Georgia. So I'll be get, getting able to explore a different part of the country. If at this point you're listening and have no idea what I'm talking about, Main Street Monday is a series that I've been doing through our social media channels where just about every Monday I get out on the road and I visit a different town and explore the Main Street area. I meet with retailers, I learn about their stores, why they got into retail, 
what the town does to support independent retailers. I interview retailers, I get store tours. This is all through our Instagram, which is at Heart on Main Street, and through our Facebook stories. These then live on our Instagram page through our highlights, so you can go and view any of the towns and the retailers that we visited so far. In 2023, I visited 25 different communities and met with over 150 retailers, which again, I had so much fun doing. In 2024, we're planning to visit an additional 40 communities. If you'd like me to visit your town and feature your store, let me know. You can send me an email at contact at heartonmainstreet.org. I would love to see where you live. You can also use that email to reach out to me, give me feedback, let me know what you think of this show, what you think about what our organization is doing. Again, I'd love to hear from you, my, my dear listeners. Today, we're going to be talking about my visit to Howell, Michigan. I visited this town, which is in the eastern part of Michigan, a little west of Detroit. Uh, if you're familiar with the mitten concept of Michigan, it's located roughly where that pressure point in your hand between your pointer finger and your thumb is. I visited Howell the week of Thanksgiving, so a little over a month ago, which is right when things started to get cold in the upper Midwest, and I was not necessarily prepared for that. But it really set the stage for the wintry holiday environment that I got to experience in Howell. Immediately upon my arrival, I noticed that the downtown area of Howell is exceptionally charming. Howell's town slogan is bold and bright, which was evident even on a cloudy, cold day in late November. The holiday spirit could be felt walking down the street as street lights were decorated with garland and red bows, and every store demonstrated their cheer by decorating their windows. The first store that made an impression upon me was called Carriage House. The store is really self-aware and knows its feeling and its vibe and its brand, and that allowed it to come through in the decorations. While many stores elect to side with traditional holiday colors and themes, Carriage House really did anything but. Upon entering the store, you are greeted by a gigantic pink nutcracker that was adorned with a cupcake hat and peppermint buttons, standing between a tinseled tree and a pink fireplace. Immediately, the first impression, you get a feeling for the store, its owner, and the experience that you're going to have that continues all the way throughout the store. Gifts, toys, home accessories, kitchen items were surrounded by pinks and silvers and golds that really trademarked the store's style. Snowmen, candy canes, giant gingerbread men, and elves all decorated the fixtures. The atmosphere was fun and inviting. The store was beautifully eclectic. In a recent Hard on Main Street webinar, we discussed creating a brand identity. You can watch that through our website, heartonmainstreet.org. A question was raised from the audience about how stores can keep on brand during the holidays if their colors are not a traditional green and red. In speaking with other retailers, I've found that many of them have trouble incorporating their brand into any holiday themes if they don't use traditional holiday colors. 
Carriage House was the perfect example of how a store can remain on brand, still be festive. They leaned into themselves. They are pink, they are glittery, they are gold and tinsely, and they didn't shy away from that just because it was the holidays. In fact, they leaned more into it and had more things decorated, and that just built upon the experience. The store next door was called Simply Charming 2. And that was a wonderful example of using traditional holiday themes and colors to bring shoppers into a warm and homey atmosphere. The owners of this four-year-old gift and home decor store bring a background in visual merchandising to bring elegant displays to life. With faux fireplaces, mantles with hanging stockings, and built-in shelving constructed by the owners, it feels like you've been welcomed into their home on a cold winter night. When I asked what they've been doing well with, the answer even reflected that atmosphere. Snow globes. However, these weren't your traditional snow globes that you have to shake in order to get the full impact, the ones I remember as a kid. I've been calling these perpetual snow globes. They had a motor inside which moved the water and the snow around the globe. This allowed for a much different effect with these. There was the scene inside the globe, which I think has the most important part of a traditional snow globe, but then the, I'll say vessel, the outside of the globe, was really just as important. I saw ones that were set up as retro TVs, uh, decorative holiday branches, all these different environments. Instead of the scene within the globe that you needed to interact with in order to get the effect, there's something that could be turned on and sit on a mantle and to allow you to get the effect from afar. So it was much more of a home decorative accessory rather than just a trinket. The beautiful light up orbs displayed, displaying these winter scenes dotted the carefully constructed fixtures of the store, adding to this winter atmosphere. Different from Carriage House, but Simply Charming 2 also knew the atmosphere that they wanted to create for their shoppers, and they leaned into their customers' traditions in order to create an exquisite experience. Despite these being polar opposites presented right alongside each other in Howell, I was impressed with how well the merchants worked together. The stores along the street uniquely shared an alley, which has become a place for the merchants to host events together. They had recently hosted a Deck the Alley event for the start of the holiday season. During this, each store decorated their section of the alley as reflective of their brand, of course, and Carriage House had a big pink tree, and the Western store, which I'll talk about here in a little bit, was decorated with cowboy boots or Western boots and a cowboy hat. They stayed open late and invited their customers in. Santa came to visit, and it was a party for all of Howell. I love that these retailers along this alley all work together to make this happen. Events like this show that retailers are not always competing with each other, and then they can support each other in order to help their main street thrive. Another fantastic store in Howell was the Howell Western Wear store, which was also along this alley. I was honestly shocked to see this type of store in Howell. Eastern Michigan does not necessarily scream Western wear. You don't stereotypically think of cowboy boots and hats and belt buckles, but this store really worked in the area. Surrounding Howell is a lot of rural territory. 
there's great demand for good, durable clothing that can be worn while working outdoors. They had boots of all styles, work boots, western boots, and within what I'm going to call the western boot category, because I don't always love the name cowboy boots, when I lived in Texas these were just boots, but I do want to distinguish these from the shorter style work boot, think like Timberlands, but actually for work, not just for style. Within this category, there were many styles of western boot as well. As with really kind of any fashion style that starts off functional, oftentimes they get embellished to demonstrate more of a personality. Howell Western Wear really specialized in exotic animal boots. They have boots made of alligators, crocodiles, large Michigan river fish, pythons, elephants, and ostriches. Now, just saying that they're exotic does not disqualify them from being durable and good work boots as well. They're just fancier. They also feature a hat bar where they would style and fit you for a hat in store. There was a young man there while I was in the store visiting that was getting a new pair of boots and a hat. The service that he received was exceptional. They walked him through the entire process and made sure everything he purchased was right for what he wanted and what he wanted to do with it. They said they prided themselves on not having returns because of misled expectations. I was really amazed by the store not only because of how it initially seemed out of place, but then really made sense once you understood the business, but also because of its role within the community. Just like I had thought, there weren't many stores like this in the area. It's not what people think of with a Main Street store in the Midwest. But because of that, it means that people come from all over to shop there. It has become a big destination for the area for this type of product. And they recognize their role within the community and how they can continue to serve it. The man I spoke with while I was there talked about how many employees that they've put through college by working at the store. And this was a point of emphasis that he wanted to make because it really meant something for them to be a part of this community. The last store I visited was called Heart of Michigan. The pride that Michigan has for Michigan is one element that I really love about the state. Michiganders, I believe it is, love their state. And this whole store was dedicated to that love. Everything within the store was Michigan themed from a Michigan based company and Michigan made. There were clothing items, drinkware, kitchen items, games, puzzles, collegiate items, food, Everything was dedicated to the love of the state. Stores like this are unique and special. I love a store that allows for local people to celebrate themselves and their area. In one of the very first Main Street Mondays I did, I visited the town of Carmel, Indiana, and there was a store, All Things Carmel, that had a similar concept, but on even more micro stage of just being about Carmel. I also think of Pentwater, Michigan, where everyone in that town seemingly wore something Pentwater related, so much so that I saw people that live in completely different states that were repping Pentwater, this town of 700 people. If you give people a place to shop where they can show their pride, that they can show where they're from, they're going to take advantage of it. 
And the more people that do this, the more the chain reaction effect that it has. Heart of Michigan is important not only to the community of Howell, but also to the artisans that create things within Michigan. They know that this is a place specifically for them. And lastly, I have to say about Heart of Michigan, their customer service was phenomenal. While I was there, they received a new shipment of items. Immediately, one of their sales associates got out a list and started to make phone calls to people who had requested these items weeks or even months ago. Some of these people had forgot that they had asked about the item, and this was a reminder for them to come back in and buy it. These are little customer experience strategies that really make a big difference to the consumer. They could have forgotten about this, they could have not bothered to follow through on the inquiry, and the customer would have either never known because they forgot about it, or they wouldn't have minded that a store didn't follow up with them. But the fact that they did follow up guarantees that they're going to have a return customer, and someone that's loyal to their brand. Also, it helps move some of that product that just came in, so it's a good business practice to do things like that. Howell was a wonderful example of retailers knowing their brand and how to demonstrate that to their customers. They knew how to have great customer experiences in order to create loyalty for their customers. There were so many tremendous things about this visit that I'm still reliving and learning from to understand how Main Streets can thrive. We have gone on to visit more towns and retailers, and I'm excited to bring you another area to talk about in our next podcast episode as we travel to Libertyville, Illinois, and we'll get to spend time with the oldest retailer that I've had the pleasure of visiting with and featuring so far. I am going to be on the road next week, but here I am. I am committing that I will get a podcast out on our normal date and time. Double, triple fingers crossed on that. If you'd like to follow along with our Main Street Monday visits, you can follow us on Instagram at Heart on Main Street or with our Facebook page, Heart on Main Street. If you'd like your town to be featured as a Main Street Monday community, let me know. Send me an email at contact at heartonmainstreet.org. Put a comment on one of our videos or on this podcast. I would love to see where you live. I hope you enjoyed this as much as I enjoyed bringing it to you. Please stay safe, everyone. This episode was written, produced, researched, and edited by me, Patrick Kaiser. And thanks again to our sponsor, the Rooted in Retail podcast and Crystal Vilkaitis.